Welcome to Season 5, Episode 22 of the Zebra Before and After Podcast. I'm your host, Lane Ball. Every year around this time, we always think about design trends from the present time to the future. Today, we are joined by two of the Zebra Review judges to sum up this year's trends and share what they see for 2024, not only in furniture, but in home interior design as well. We regret that our future judge for July, Lauren, with Portland Road Living, was not able to join the discussion today. We also highlight our July, August, and September Zebra Review winners. All three judges are going to briefly share what drew them to each of the winning pieces, and then all the winners that were able recorded a video sharing what they enjoyed the most about refinishing their winning piece. If you want to tune in to more than the audio, go to enjoyzebra.com and scroll down to podcast under company, then click on the YouTube link provided. Stay with us, friends. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. Hi, Jen and Katie. How are you guys? Good, how are you? And how are you, Lane? Yeah, good. How are you guys? We're doing good. Listen, you know, you guys are, well, you have been some of the most frequented guests on the podcast over the last five years, which says a lot about you guys because you guys are popular. Uh, but it's really cool to finally record a, a podcast and be able to see you guys yeah. on video. So that's a, it's a really, really neat. Re- it's technology that's been out there, but we just haven't been using it, right? Right. Well, it's the middle of October and that means the weather is all over the place. I feel like it's like a roller coaster. You know, it's like it's like winter in the morning and summer in the evening. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I gotta find out what the weather's like. It looks like you both have good lighting coming in, but that could be just bright lights from the clouds. So let's start with Jen. It's dreary today, but it's actually pretty warm. I think it's, oh, maybe 50-ish right now, which is warm for us right now. Um, it says the sun's going to come out later, but we'll see. But yeah, just dreary. So the weather you're having right now is pretty typical for Wisconsin? Yeah, it is. So that means... Summer is gone. Summer is gone. Unfortunately, summer is gone. Um, we we've gotten pretty lucky this fall where we've gotten a few really nice days. Yesterday it was record high, so for this time of year it was like sixty eight or seventy. So that's you know that's yeah. yeah. Summer's gone, but we do have we really do have beautiful fall here too. So I can't complain too much. Yeah, we just we just want to. We just want to slow that fall exactly. window down so it's longer and exactly. not so short. Sometimes I feel like it, we just mm-hmm. get squeezed. So one of the things uh, I asked uh, Jen and Katie to do, and I'm going to do this as well, was to bring a leaf, since it's fall, beautiful leaves, to see what the leaves look like in Wisconsin and Iowa. So Jen, show us oh, your gosh. leash or yeah, leaves. Yeah, I couldn't pick one. Pretty colors. So beautiful colors, but the, the green on, is gone. On most of the trees, the green is gone. Um, but yeah. lots of lots of bees, the dark reds and browns and yellows. It's I'll have this one backwards. It's beautiful right now. We're about at peak for color. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really pretty. Yeah, I like that. Okay, Katie. So what's going on up in Iowa? Kind of the same as Jen. Um like you said, fall is way too short. I love the season so much. It's really brisk in the morning. We, I think we've only had like one or two kind of frost. Um, the, the leaves are definitely changing. But in the afternoon, it's pretty nice. We've had a lot of dreary days just the last couple of weeks. And we had it, and it's kind of been raining, which we haven't had rain all summer. It's been so dry. Um, but we definitely got some stormy, rainy weather this last couple of weeks and today it's kind of like in and out like it looks like the clouds are starting to go away and the sun's gonna come out and i think our high today is like 67 so it'll be a good good fall day yesterday was i think 72 so yesterday was really good too yeah i guess you're pretty glad to see the rain though because i I do recall in a previous podcast you talking about it being dry yeah it's so dry just the last few years we've been drought like a just a rough a rough spot but we could have used this rain definitely more in the spring and the mm-hmm. summer, but anything helped. Yeah, you guys probably make up for it a little bit too with uh, the snow, I would assume. Yeah, we had it. It's kind of been the same for our winters lately. We just had it. Really? A lot of snow. And in the past, I mean, we get a good amount of snow, but maybe this year. Yeah, that's <sighs> what they say every year. Yeah. That's what they say for North Carolina, because honestly, the last, I would say probably the last three years, it has been like no snow yeah it's like everybody gets excited down here 
like, oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get an inch, and then it's like just a dust. Yeah. But I will say this year, there's of course they've said this every year. This year they're saying that there is a much better chance to have a cold winter and to have some this snow. Year. And if it's gonna so be cold, everybody like, can... there might as well be right. some snow. I like. I know. I know snow, exactly. But if there's no snow and it's so cold. It's just kind of right. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, uh, let's see your leaf, Katie. This is pretty much what all of our trees look like now. Um, we still have a bit of green, but mostly yellow. And then anything that has, you know, fallen off of the tree is already crispy and brown on the ground. But lots falling all of a sudden. Um, I think with that frost that we had a couple days ago, they really just took off and started letting go. Yeah. You know what's cool is uh, for those that are audio only, Katie just held up a leaf that looks to me like matches the chair yeah, she's yeah, sitting does. in, uh, which <laughs> which is a real bright, pretty yellow, yeah, kind of a golden yellow. Golden amber yellow. Yeah. yeah. That's, so, that's so pretty. Well, uh, North Carolina, let's see, it is sunny right now. And I would say it's been the upper 60s and the low 40s at night. Uh, and for us, I'm like Jen. I couldn't make a decision. So I pulled out, I pulled off. Oh my gosh. This leaf. Yeah. So you see how none green of ours that is? Like that. Well, <laughs> the tree oh, next wow. to it, isn't that pretty? So the first leaf was bright, was a pretty green. And then this leaf is, this maple leaf is kind of a mix of yellow and red. So it's interesting to see. The combination. So if I look out my window, really I see primarily all green, but I see some spots of yellow and uh, and red. And we live about 45 minutes uh, south of Boone Blowing Rock where the mountains are. And uh, we went up there last weekend and it was really pretty. So, you know, you go to a higher elevation, you see the leaves changing mm -hmm. faster. Mm -hmm. And so it was really gorgeous up there. Yeah, we should, so we should all hold nice. our leaves up at the same time. <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. Because now I want to see your guys's. And mine flipped around. Oh, it's so go. pretty. Yeah. yeah, it's a picture of yeah. fall. Isn't it? Love it. Well, good deal. Well, we invited our Zebra Review judges to come on today to recognize the winners of July, August, and September contest. As you know, each month we have featured uh, a specific judge. So the judge of the month will share what drew them to the winning pieces and then we're going to hear from as many winners as was able to send in a short video of what they enjoyed the most about refinishing their winning piece. Unfortunately, Lauren wasn't able to join us today, but she was able to record her videos. And Lauren was our featured judge for July, so we're going to start there. Category was nightstands, and the winners were first place went to Deanna and Bonnie of Cornflower Restorations. Second place went to Courtney with PNW Refurbished. And third place went to Mare with 100,000 welcomes. Now let's hear from Lauren and then from each of the winners. Okay, first place was this amazing matching set of dressers from Cornflower Restorations. And guys, I saw these and I fell in love with them. They are my vibe. I want them in my house, right? But what I didn't realize is that they put so much work into them. I thought they were just like... English pine dressers. And when you look back at the before, they were this really, really dark, like heavy red wood. So they really had to pull that color back, do an entire transformation on these pieces to make them look like so authentic. And for me, that like just sealed the deal. Second place were these beautiful matching pieces from Courtney. And man, the transformation on these. The before were the, just these like frumpy, unassuming little dressers covered in stickers. And she just gave them a complete makeover. They're totally modern now. They have such clean classic lines. These are the types of pieces that like I want to design an entire room around because they're that good. Hey guys, Courtney from PNW Refurbished here. As you can see, I've got my nightstands that I entered into Zebra's nightstand contest for the month of July. And my favorite part about refinishing these nightstands is first of all, they're in a guest room where my parents typically stay when they come and visit us. And with having a newborn in the house, they're here quite a bit. So they get great use. But also, they match our nursery set, so when my son gets old enough, he'll be able to enjoy them in his bedroom as well. Third place was Mare knocking out of the park as always. These were just classic nightstands to me. 
um, so versatile again with very like neutral colors and um, the paint wash drawers. I feel like those are the nightstands that could go anywhere in a kid's room, an adult room. You could use them as end tables, just like your perfect classic nightstand. Jen, you were the featured judge for August. The category was coffee tables. I'll announce the winners and then if you can share what drew you to each of these winning yep. pieces. Uh, first place went to Stephanie with Wild Sparrow Designs. Second place went to Lindsay with Rustic Owl Furnishings. And third place went to Nicole with Off the Hinges Designs. Right. They were so good. So Stephanie's piece, the um, first place uh, coffee table, it was magazine worthy. It looked like it was so modern and sleek and looks like it could fit into almost any home. And her photos were great. And it just, you know, it, that looks like something I would buy and put in my home. It's just beautiful. It's white uh, with a, a light wood top, just really classic. Hi, everybody. My name is Stephanie Nemirov. Zebra wanted me to talk a little bit about uh, the most exciting part of refinishing um, this mid-century coffee table that won the Zebra Review in August for their coffee table competition. Um, it's right behind me here. It was a family heirloom, so that was exciting in and of itself. It was my mother-in-law's, and it's a high-end piece from uh, Baker. So it was a really uh, special piece. I didn't want to mess it up. And uh, before I had to start refinishing it, uh, unfortunately, I had a big water stain on top of it. So that was exciting because it was a challenge, and I love a challenge. So um, I bleached uh, it out, which worked, thank goodness, and I used a wash and a kind of a combination of stains on there and um it still is it's more modern and updated for today but it still keeps that traditional aesthetic um intact uh thank you again to zebra for um my gifts and for picking me for first prize first place um i really appreciate it, it means the world to me thank you um lindsay's was mid-century modern very sleek very striking um I loved the black with the darker wood tone. Um, again, just sleek and modern. Looks like something I would want in my home. Really nice pictures. And it's a cool piece. Very um, different. It looks kind of like a smaller coffee table. Um, it doesn't look as, you know, as long as most of them. Um, but just a great piece. Hi, Lindsay with Rustic Owl Furnishings. And I won second place in the Zebra Review for the month of August. And the theme was coffee tables. My most enjoyable aspect of refinishing that coffee table was taking it from something so outdated and turning it into this modern, elegant, beautiful piece by removing that old base, adding those uh, mid-century modern legs and hardware. Just the whole design coming together is one of my most enjoyable aspects of every piece. So thank you, Zebra and judges, for loving that coffee table as much as I did. And then um, the last one was Nicole. And this is really cool so i see pieces like this when i'm out thrifting all the time they look outdated i think when you look at the picture of it you i, I i'm guessing like 70s 80s it's not quite mid-mod i feel like it's newer than that but it, wow it looks like it looks like something you know again out of a magazine that anyone would want in their home so um kind of the darker wood legs black top just really classic timeless i think for coffee tables that's kind of what what people want you know because it's a piece that everybody needs you use it all the time and it kind of has to fit in with everything else in your home too hi everyone nicole from off the ginges in Perth, australia be it to check your web like this today unfortunately not from my workshop as i am currently rotating. what i loved about this piece and one of the reasons i bought it was about it the detail and the shape of those. Uh, originally, this piece was a very yellow blonde wood with gold plastic strips of anything. Um, and when I got it back to the workshop, that it's a very wonky and later, so we're paired just. We stripped it back and chose a walnut stone and then a satin finish. And the top, after a few different color jewels, uh, we have a black, though a very matte piece. So the satin on the wood and the black on the paint. Something I hadn't tried before and really liked the episode. 
That's it for me today. Thank you, Zebra. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Bye. And all three of these pieces, you know, I feel like could work for so many people. And they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. You know, it was interesting because I was thinking about this when we chose to do coffee tables. Why didn't we do coffee tables sooner? Because coffee tables are not, I mean, people still use coffee tables today, right? So, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but I guess it's just not, it just doesn't have the same uh, status and refinishing as like the hutches, the buffets. I guess it's just not as prominent of a piece of furniture uh, in the industry, but I'm glad we I'm glad we finally covered it. Because, I know. I think. I mean, who I doesn't have just, a coffee table? Well, that's just it. I think it's one of those pieces that you just kind of easily forget about, and just because they are are so functional and we just we use them every day, versus you know a hutch or a buffet where it's like it's the wow factor. It's something pretty to look at, and you don't necessarily think of that when you think of a coffee table. But but these ones really really hit, hit it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a really good representation of overall mm-hmm. design too. So oh, that's, that's, that's neat. Well, Katie, you were the featured judge for September and the category was dressers. And I believe that really uh, hit home for you because you've done a lot of dressers over the years. Uh, the winners were first place went to Shelly with Basalt Mesa Studio. Second place went to Beth with The Dove's Tale. And third place went to Katie with Furniture Refreshed. Okay, um, for first place for Shelly, my style, I'm kind of all over, but very much um, modern farmhouse, cottagey, cozy. Um, And I think that's why that one really, I was really drawn to it. It was a beautiful, um, like a bleached whitewash. And it was just um, like the etching on the fronts of the drawer. I feel like that really just made it like, just a really cozy, you know, cottagey piece. I don't, I mean, you don't, I wouldn't say farmhouse, but kind of, I guess, but really kind of fits like what I like. Um, but it can also be, I feel like when you do this uh, whitewashy kind of style, it's kind of modern too. Definitely modern farmhouse. Loved that piece. And I love the staging. I'm a sucker for staging. Like I, that is something I, I look for. I know it's not particularly the furniture that, it's her, but it just really, I feel like help when I'm looking at pieces, like if you're staging it where it would really be in a home, you know, um, with other items around it. Hi guys, I'm here to share with you this special East Lake dresser that uh, my daughter and I found when we were antiquing one day and I knew I had to have it for myself. So I bought, brought it home and refinished it. I uh, love this piece because of this beautiful bird's eye board on the top of it. And this piece was missing the backsplash, so I did order a board for this and um, refinished it to match the piece. I stripped this piece. I did a wash of Algonquin and put a top coat on it, and now it sits by my front door. And I keep my dog leashes in here so that I can just pop out the door with the dogs in the morning for a walk. And it makes me happy just looking at it every day. This is actually reproduction hardware. Um, but it really complements the piece, and uh, it's one of my favorites. I just love it. Um, same goes for Beth's with her teal piece, Barbara staging too, and um, the wall and everything. I love teal. I have created and mixed so many custom teal colors. I I don't know about it, but I love it. Um, not like the bright people that we did back like early 2000s i feel like that was a really trendy color but like those deeper um teals those more moody teal um and i personally have never done like any sort of transfers on furniture so that's not something like i would pick for my style but i love i love that i love that um it it's eclectic because i i love eclectic it can be i feel like that piece could be you know functional as a dresser but you could also use it for a coffee bar or like a sofa back table or just a, you know, a definitely a statement piece in a home. Um, so I loved, I loved that on the front of there with the yellows um, and the greens. It went so good. Uh, loved the staging, the bright, bright pictures. Hi, y'all. I'm Beth West with The Dove's Tale, and I am thrilled to be on the Zebra podcast and, you know, to have won for this dresser. 
So the best aspect about doing it was that it wasn't at all <laughs> what I had originally planned, which often happens when you do furniture. So I had seen people do paintable wallpaper, obviously wallpaper in drawers or inside a hutch, but I'd never seen anyone put it, you know, right on the front. And I thought, well, you know, why not? Let's just put it right on the front and see what happens. And I'll tell you, I spend way too many hours looking at wallpaper because I love it so much. So I had found this gorgeous wallpaper and I thought I'll put it right on the front and the color went so perfectly with it. It's Wise Owl Abyss and it just looks so pretty. And y'all, it went to the cutest little couple that were having their first baby and it's going to nursery. I mean, how cute is that? So it could not have gone to a more perfect home. And then um, I also love mustard. Um, I feel like I'm at heart a fall color lover for sure even though a lot of the things i do are pretty neutral um my wildest i ever got was you know green and teals and i do have done a couple of mustards and i love mustard and i love hepple white furniture um which i know is a, can be a huge pain to to refinish because those tannins really tend to bleed through with that dark you know mahogany orgy ready color um but i love those poles um i love that the color it just looks so buttery smooth and that was the first piece i remember going through and looking through the dressers and i was like Bing! like that color and that style just caught me right away in the beginning so hi i'm katie with furniture refreshed i wanted to start out by saying thank you to zebra painting and the judges at the zebra review it was such an honor having my piece chosen this month as part of the zebra reviews dresser refinishing contest um, so thank you for that i really really do appreciate it the piece that i picked was a tall boy hepple white dresser and my favorite part about this project i think was probably picking out the paint color um, I love this style of furniture because I think it looks great in virtually any color, and I really wanted to have some fun with this one. So I picked out the color Golden Hour by Melange Paints. It's this beautiful muted yellow color, um, gave the piece sort of a perfect pop of color and really still kept that vintage classic feel. I just love how it turned out. Um, I'm a painter at heart. I love picking out colors. I love seeing them on furniture. So this project really just kind of pulled all of that together for me. They were all beautiful. I would put any one of those in my home today. Um, yeah, I loved I loved them all. That was a hard one because there were so many entries and I probably had like 35 screenshots. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's get this down to five. <laughs> and I did, but yeah, they were all great. It was a good category. Yeah, it was uh, a category that was really broad. And so that's probably why there's so yeah. you when you have a contest with a category like that, you're going to get a lot of entries, which, like you said, makes it really difficult. But I also think, as I said, with uh, the coffee table category, um, it, it was the the winners that were chosen was just really diverse. It was like a neat mm -hmm. spectrum of styles and trends that we see. So it's 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 fun when we when we have these contests like this, and uh, we get to see this sort of representation of what's kind of taking place really globally, right? So um, it's it's really, and, and I would just have to say, that I, it, this is why we do this. It's so much fun and it's so rewarding to acknowledge refinishing talent from around the globe. So, so well done to all the winners and well done to you judges because I know, I know it's not easy as you go through those entries and try to, you know, decide which really kind of rises to the top uh, in, in design. And I like the fact that you guys brought up staging too, because staging is so critically important. And we've tried to emphasize that as you guys have as well. You guys do a, a beautiful job with your staging. Well, we're going to transition now into what I think is a discussion that every listener uh, and viewer will identify with. When we think about the podcast in its fifth season, I often think about all the refinishing discussions we've had over 200 episodes, and much of the topics have dealt with designs which are really dictated by trends. So it's um, it's the latter part of 2023, in October. Um, Christmas is around the corner, but <laughs> so we're the latter part of 2023, 2024 is around the corner, and trends are already developing. I mean, trendsetters are saying this is what's going to happen. Um, you both are 
not only integral to the refinishing industry, but also uh, DIY design as well. Because what happens with furniture happens with home design or vice versa. And Katie, you own your own candle making business, which requires knowing the trends as well. Let's start with trends yeah. first from a furniture perspective, and then widen it to include DIY home design. Uh, Jen, what do you see in furniture design for 2023 and anything new that you think will develop for 2024? Well, um, well one of the trends that I'm noticing is um, moving towards darker and moodier colors and also wood tones. I think that was already starting to come in last year, but I'm seeing it more and more, not only with furniture, but um, wall colors in people's homes. I just, kitchens, cabinets, you know, it always used to be white, bright, you know, light. And then now it just seems to, I see more dark and moody colors, which I love. Um, but I have to be honest with you guys, I'm not like somebody who's really up on the trends. I'm just not. Um you know, and I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Um, not that I don't like seeing them, but I'm just not one of those people that's like, what's the new trend? Because I'm going to jump on it. That's, you know, so to be honest, I don't know. I don't know what's what's coming for 2024. Um, well, let me trend, ask you this. Well, let me ask you this, Jen, because I think that's kind of cool to hear you say that because, um, I don't, you know, I think when we think of trendsetters, we have to define that in two categories. Like, I believe you guys are trendsetters because I believe what you guys do based on what you like, just what's in your gut, right? Like, I like this color or I like this style. Right. I like texture. I don't like texture. You start going in that direction and other people will follow. But then there's mm -hmm. also trendsetters on a higher level, meaning like companies, manu you know, furniture manufacturers, right. design decor you know, even Pantone paint companies as they sort of go about the process of developing and, stay and dictating what's going to happen or what they want to see happen in 2024. But I, I think it's really important to just kind of go back to what you guys like and what you want to see. So I would say to you, like, as you, as you think of this, you know, you know, latter part of 2023 and going into 2024, what do you want to see? If it was totally in your control and your ability to dictate what happens as far as what people look to, what do you want to see? Um, well, you know, it's funny because I read this quote the other day before we even talked about having this discussion that said, um, if you love it, and it was talking about your home decor, if you love it, it will never go out of style. And I love that because I think... I, I honestly think people get too caught up in the trends and trying to stay up on them and change and do this and everyone else is doing this, so I'm going to do it. And I think when once you realize, like, if I love it, it doesn't matter if it's with the trends, you know, it's in my home. I'm the one that sees it every day. So um, if it works for me, I don't care if it's trendy. So that's kind of where I am. Um, and that's how I do my furniture if I love it, um, I'll do it and I'll put it out there. I'm not necessarily trying to please everybody with my furniture. And even though I, it is a business and I'm trying to sell it, I'm not selling furniture to the masses. I'm selling one piece of furniture to one person. Every piece is completely different. So I kind of just go with that. As far as like what I like and what I like seeing, I, I personally love... Um, classic simple beauty don't get me wrong i love seeing the people that do the um elaborate you know just like katie was talking about uh eclectic with you know um, transfers or bright colors or different techniques love seeing it i don't love doing it um it's just not me so for me it's classic simple beautiful pieces of furniture and it's anywhere from antique to um, art deco to modern. I like all furniture. I like all pretty furniture. And um, that's what I like seeing. I like seeing, um, Katie mentioned this too, when I when I see uh, furniture on my feed, I like seeing what it 
would look like in a home or could look like in a home. I love dark and I love dark and moody. Um, I love green. Um, so yeah, just I just like I like seeing all the pretty simple classic furniture. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised that you said you love green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. No, I, yeah, green is one of my favorites as well. Uh, Katie, what about you? I just want to preface, not that folks don't already know this, but Katie um, has been refinishing furniture for a long time as well. And you, I believe, you correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a time where uh, furniture refinishing, you know, people were kind of doing their own thing. And then you started doing this business where you paint a part of the piece and you leave the wood exposed in another part. Like, for example, if it's a buffet, you're painting the body of the buffet in a color, let's say an off-white, and then you strip the legs and keep those mm -hmm. stained. And, I mean, that really took off. Then, so you had many years doing that. Then you opened up a shop, or maybe that maybe you had the shop at the same time. But then now you've also transitioned into a pretty sizable candle making business that I see all over social media. <laughs> I see. And I don't hear anything negative about those, no. uh, those scents. I mean, it's almost it's like everybody's sitting on the edge of their seats and they can't wait to see what new scents you're coming out with. So I just wanted to put that into context too, because um, you've seen a lot of trends. You've helped set some trends. Um, what do you see? What's your assessment of this you know, October 2023, moving into 2024? Um, I feel like this year, 2023, I saw a lot more wood tones for sure. Um, definitely like the the stripped kind of bleach, um, lighter wood tones I saw a lot more of. And I feel like now that was maybe like more mid beginning of the year. And I feel like it's could be the seasons, but it's kind of transitioning, like Jen said, into more um, darker woods are coming back. And like she said, too, I think they kind of have been, but they're really starting to again. And um, just those darker, moodier colors. Um, I know I'm just like Jen, like everything she said, same. Um, I love timeless and classic, um, but I also, I love everything. <laughs> I love, I still love a Fifty piece of furniture. I mean, I still I have some in my home. Whereas I have a lot of raw wood, a lot of dark wood, and I have chippy stuff. Um, pretty neutral. I don't have any bright stuff or really colorful stuff just yet. Um, but I feel like the trend is just a lot of a lot of woods, a lot of antique kind of pieces that are coming back um, and making their way. Also, yeah, like you said, the the paint and wood combo, I don't see that as much. Um, like a lot of people would, you know, paint the piece, stain the top or stain the top, stain the legs, paint the body. I feel like I don't see that as much. Uh, that definitely was. It was a huge, huge trend. I think I did that to almost 90% of the buffets that I refinished. That was like the China cabinets that had that same Jacobian or Jacobian, however you say it, style. They... That's what all my custom clients were wanting was that, you know, that look. But yeah, I mean, everything that Jen had said, I feel like I correlate to everything. Um, I love green as well. So I always will have something green. And I feel like a lot of people just like that color. It's a very like happy, bright, fun color, but it's not too loud. Like it's not like an orange where you're like, whoa, mm -hmm. you know, whereas green, it's like a soothing kind of just nice color. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, everything, everything Jen said, I agree with completely. She took all my things. Sorry. <laughs> so Katie, what about like candles? So, you know, when we say candles, we think of scents, but you have to pour the candle into a container. And so you're making decisions based on style. Has the trends yep. dictated any changes that you've made or changes that you're going to make with respect to the what holds the candle, the candle container or the candle jar? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just started out, you know, doing an eight ounce mason in a 16 ounce mason jar, which is, you know, vintage antique kind of farmhousey, cottagey. 
which was my style. Um, and then, you know, our styles change and I started to like more still mod are still vintage antique, but kind of modern. And I, you know, incorporated the straight sided jars and added the, the clear and the amber for, you know, the people that have a little bit different style of a home, you know, like my sister, she's very eclectic and very, um, more, she lives in a Victorian house, but her style is mid-century and she didn't necessarily love like having a Mason jar candle. Whereas, she loved, you know, the straight-sided amber jars because they fit her, you know, moody style. So I feel like I just kind of added to my line as, you know, as I wanted to be able to include everyone's style and be like, well, you can still, you know, get this candle and it's the same scent, but it's in a different vessel because people really do like to incorporate those into their, their styles and their, you know, trends. Um, and then just the fun little fun different vessels I will do just for my own creative outlet. Like I like to get that out and be like, I got to do this. And those are just so random. Um, I think they can kind of just go with anybody's style, but yeah, I definitely felt the need to want to add, you know, those little gold tins and the straight sided jars and the amber jar with those Mason jars, because it just reached a different clientele and it definitely helped with wholesale because there are certain businesses that, you know, were in like a lot of my wholesalers when I started were furniture finishers and they we kind of were the same style you know so the mason jars fit really good vintage antique and then um just wanting to reach a different clientele adding those different jars really really helped with that would you guys say that because we probably use it in every time period use the word eclectic but would you say that that the if you could make an overarching statement about design trends would you say it's still would you still say eclectic or would you say modern minimalist like how would you define where we're at today and where we're headed i feel like definitely there's like maximalist and minimalist and i feel like eclectic usually to me seems like it would be a maximalist Mm -hmm. like lots of random different items um home decor things, you know, crazy detailed rugs and like dressers with transfers on them. But I think also eclectic can be like where I'm eclectic, but I'm a minimalist eclectic where I have different styles of things. Like I have a lot of vintage antique stuff, but I also have modern things, but I'm really, I'm really dull. Like I'm really plain. I'm not wild and edgy and everything is kind of golds and creams and blacks and if not you know pinks and teals and bright colors um i just keep thinking of my sister and i like for like our she's just wild and crazy and colorful and bright and like flower child whereas (laughs) i'm more like minimal or i mean she's got a she's got cabinets full of collected things and i have cabinet full of a few collected things with just pillows and blankets you know what i mean so i think there's just two different ways to look at eclectic if that yeah, makes sense. No, that's really good because anytime we're throwing out terms, we need to define them. And I think you, you explain that well. What about you, Jen? I mean, like, what do you think about, you know, the whole idea of eclectic and whether it's really here or has it always been here? Um, I, I agree with Katie too. I think they're like, it's a, it's a broad, it's a big word. You know, I feel like there's different categories of eclectic. Um, and I do think that when people first hear that word, they probably think of what Katie was saying at first, like, you know, these collections of random, bright, old things. And, you know, that's definitely part of it. But I think there's another side to it, too. I would definitely call my home and my style eclectic as well. The way I decorate, it's like 75% is like vintage, thrifted, randomness, and 25% is new stuff. So it's, so I feel like my style is eclectic as well. But like with Katie, it's not the bold, bright patterns and colors that uh, people often think of. I do think though, Lane, like um, your question, has it always been here? I think the answer is yes. I think it's always been here. Um, Way back to when I was a little girl growing up and I, the way I remember my mom decorating, you know, it's kind of the same way as what I just described. Very some thrifted, some new, this and that, but everything, you know, work together. Yeah. So I, I do think it's something that's kind of been around forever and will always be around. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's important to state the fact that eclectic is not no style. Uh, right. It doesn't mean you don't have any style at all, but it doesn't mean it's a place of just tons of stuff and you walk in it, it looks like a mess. It's just really appreciating multiple styles and having mm-hmm. a little bit uh, of of those styles, you know, in your home. Uh, so I, I'm glad we defined that because it's important to define those terms, as I mentioned. Um, but is there anything that you've seen that's notable to you with respect to home design trends? And, you know, I want to hear from both of you on this because you both have tremendous experience in the design field from a furniture standpoint, but also the fact that, Jen, how long have you been living in your home that you're in right now? Uh, t- 10 years. We just had 10 okay. years in May. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's a great perspective. And then Katie, how long have you been in your home? Um, it'll be a year in March, February, February-ish March okay. is when we kind of started the move-in process. Okay. So. so we've got Jen who's been in her home for 10 years. You just moved in. So Jen's you know, thought process is, is probably, I like this new design of, let's say, kitchen designs. Maybe I want to redo my kitchen. Uh, and then for Katie, you've got a whole home that you just built and designed. And so how do you take the trends of today and then uh, and, and pull what you want from it because you like it? Obviously not because, well, it's the trend because that's not going to make you very happy, <laughs> you know. So d- just give me some feedback on that, um, uh, both of you, from, from your own perspectives with respect to home design trends. Like Jen had said, like, I don't necessarily follow all the trends, but there are trends I do that I love. Um, I feel like even though we're living in our house, it's not completely done yet. Like we still haven't done our upper kitchen cabinets because I don't know if I want cabinets or if I want floating shelves because I feel like floating shelves are very trendy. And I feel like, am I going to, you know, is that someday am I going to just be like, I don't even like this. Like, why did that? Why do I want all my crap on the shelves and everyone can see it, you know? <laughs> And so that's like one of the reasons we haven't done that yet. But, um, and I, like, I know that was very trendy, but I also, I do like when I think about it, I like that. Like we have our little apartment upstairs and it's got floating shelves in the kitchen and I, I love them and I obviously love collecting things. So I know I'm only going to, they may be not super functional, but show, you know, pretty things that would be used in a kitchen on those shelves. I feel like, like, just like now me i'm constantly looking at home decor and like styles and there's so many easy things you can do without changing everything whereas like i see a lot of wallpaper now and it seems moody you know darker wallpapers which you can take down if it's something you don't like wallpaper is made to be removed so easy now compared to back in the 80s when we were like pasting scraping the glue (laughs) off and chiseling it off the wall um and a lot of thicker bigger crown molding i feel like is you know starting to show up and maybe it's because i like that kind of post and picture and then i just keep seeing more of it but i really love like that i don't know what how like victorian edwardian like just really detailed um i love like the photo how you people put like the chair rail and like the i can't remember what it's called right now where you make it look like a frame that's on your wall you know individual right section um, random, a lot of like random, not randomly placed that lights, a lot of wall lighting, I feel like is very in and trending. Um, but I feel like it has been for a while. Um, I noticed like looking at home design, a big thing is lights, like lighting. And that was one of my big thing, you know, I collected all these antique lights forever. Cause I'm like, lights make a huge statement, you know, they can really make or break a space. Um, I feel like we grew up with these round globe lights stuck to our ceiling that looked very bright lights. Horrible. Like I didn't like them. <laughs> um and they collected bugs. So yes. I feel like now yes. you can really change a space, you know, with your lighting, um, doorknobs, cabinet handles, just little things like that, whereas you're not having to be like, Oh my gosh, we gotta change all of our stools and all of our the colors of our 
cabinets and, and a lot of little things that you can do to, you know, stay up with the trends, but still just make sure you're doing it because you like it, not because everyone else is doing it. By the it. way, do you think we'll ever go back to those overhead lights? You know, because it seems like things are cyclical. <laughs> you know. I don't think oh, anybody no. here wants I, to go back to that, do you? No. No. I think when I when I lived in Omaha and I sold my house, so that was Hazel was three, she's eleven. So ten years ago ish. Our realtor, we lived in a mid century type of house, but like kind of getting out of that era. So it was it was really neat, um, but it wasn't like it it was kind of dull and plain. Lots of brass, you know, glass old light fixtures, which now are coming back, which is crazy to me. But that was the number one thing she said. She goes, if you go in and paint your walls all one solid color, because you know the person coming in next is going to change it, and change out your light fixtures and your cabinet handles and doorknobs, she goes, it just makes a huge difference. It refreshes everything, and it makes someone see it a completely different way you know, than what it is. So just simple little trends like that can really change change your yeah. space. And I think you touched on something that's so pivotal is, is lighting. Lighting is just yeah. absolutely huge. I mean, you can go onto Amazon and type in battery powered lights, right? And you could do things yeah. on your walls, picture lights, uh, accent lighting that, uh, but you can even control the, the tone of the light, you, you know? Yeah. Which, you don't even need partners anymore. Right. Like you can put a light anywhere. Like I have a sofa back table on our sofa that sits in the middle of the room and I have a lamp on it with a little battery operated rechargeable light ran by a remote <laughs> because there's no way I'm going to have a plug in, you know, in the floor or run it across the floor. I mean, I guess you could under our rug, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just so many places I feel like lighting is really big, um, but you can do that since we do have these battery operated lights now. So Jen, you, yep. uh, as we said, you've been in your home 10 years. Um, you know, do you feel like your home design is still where you want it? Have you made any changes? Are there things that you see today that you want to implement, maybe even on a gradual basis? Um, how do you how do you deal with trends changing and then just being content with what you have in your home? Maybe that was a trend 10 years ago, but it's not a trend today. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We bought our home 10 years ago, but it is 20 years old. So it was built in 2003. And you guys, I have changed nothing. Not one thing. We, um, and that was one of the reasons why we bought this home. Every, the way it is designed, everything is so classic and timeless. There's nothing I want to change. Not the wall color, not the floors, not the kitchen cabinets, the windows. And, um, I have no desire to change anything right now. Love it just as it is. And actually, that is one of the trends that I kind of see coming back um, in home design now. I feel like maybe five-ish years ago, everything everything was trendy. You know, this, whatever. I can't think of a specific example. Shiplap, I, I, I don't know, trends. I see it transitioning back to classic, timeless, um, you know, just simple things. Like I said, the wood flooring, the tone of the wood flooring, you know, that was a big trend before it was, you know, these gray tones or muted tones that were really cool right now. But I could totally see in five years being like, I hate that floor. You know, it's just, ugh. and so I, I kind of see things going back to just, just classic. Um, and I love that. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm very content and happy. And since I'm not like a since I, I don't want to, it's, I'm not like not a trend follower because I'm trying to be like, Ooh, I don't follow the trends. It's not that at all. It's just, it's just kind of, I like what I like. So, um, I'm not one to, you know, see something that everyone else has that I'm like, Ooh, I need that. I just kind of find what I like and use it. So that's why I'm just really happy and content that, um, for the most part, our home is like, it, it it's literally like a blank canvas. Um, but the the big things, the floors, the wall color, and the window, um, just the design of everything is just classic and a blank canvas. And then I can decorate it as I want to. So yeah, I, that's what I love about it. Yeah, I think um, there's benefits in having or designing a classic <laughs> design that 
mm-hmm. because for that reason, you don't, because that, that is the danger, I suppose, if you step too far into the trends, especially if the trend is very unique, that trend can be out of trend um, a year or two, two or three years down the road. And if you're all about following the trends, then you're going to be spending money probably on a continual basis. Yeah. Trying to keep up with the trends. So I think there's that's a lesson learned, even from a financial standpoint, that it's important to lock in on a style that suits you and your family, and then to try to just slowly navigate navigate around that based on trends, new trends, maybe some things I think you both have touched on this, things that you like and see, but to, you don't necessarily change everything dramatically, but you incorporate some of those mm-hmm. elements you know, into your space. Um, so... Yeah, I think if you're following the trends that everyone is doing, you're going to drive yourself crazy, first of all. And like you said, you're going to be spending so much money on trying to change right. it constantly because trends are constantly changing. So do what you like and not what somebody else is doing just because it's trendy. You know, stick with your style. You're the one living there. You're the one, you know, spending your time there. Make it something that you love that's comfortable for you. Yeah. I think... Um, what do you guys think of the minimalist movement or minimalist design uh, direction? And how do you think that probably came first? And then this idea of painting furniture pieces, one solid color, high lacquer, um, that seems to be pretty popular. Uh, I don't know if that's, if you would classify that as a trend that will go soon, but uh, like, do you feel like that direction was dictated by minimalist or would you even call that minimalist that that very shiny high lacquer piece of furniture that is all one color maybe even be a bright color i think of why i think of like those really bright um shiny glossy pieces like kayla Payne does i feel like in our part of the country and i know she's kind of midwestern girl too but like in our part of the country like it just doesn't seem like it's here that much whereas i if i see one of those pieces i think like manhattan (laughs) like boston like a really cool flat somewhere that um just like big city you know i just feel like it's fancier and i don't know if that makes sense like it just seems like it's a different like i don't i don't want to say city but like because we have cities i just feel like it's definitely east coast type of thing or west coast type of thing I don't know if it's just because we're so much more reserved, like not everybody here, but we just seem to be, you know, that type of way. But I, that's what I think of as like a classy t- apartment, you know, or a condo that has these beautiful um, pieces of furniture that are shiny and glossy. And that's kind of where I my mind goes when I think of those. And I don't necessarily feel like minimalist is that like that. I feel like a lot of the when I see shiny, like lacquered pieces i feel like it's a lot of maximalist it could what i'm looking at though you know yeah that's a good yeah i yeah i agree with katie like when i see those pieces i think big city i don't know why maybe it's just because we're both like small town midwest girls but i definitely think like that wouldn't be big here it's it's beautiful but i don't think it would sell um here and but i think it's so cool and I think of like a, a fancy hotel lobby, like that's where I would see those types of pieces. Um, and I agree, I don't think they're necessarily minimalist, but I do like the simplicity of them. They're simple in that they're just that one color and whatever. They're not simple in that high gloss, but um, definitely like the simplicity of it. And as with the minimalist movement, like you were talking about, I love it. Sometimes I wish I was more of a minimalist because I feel like I have too much stuff. But um, I love the look of minimalist. Um, but it, it, for me personally, it just feels a little too cold. I like more of a cozy home. And I don't know, maybe it's just getting older and I have kids. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just, the minimalist thing is very cool to look at, just not for me personally. Have you guys, have either of you ever thought of yourselves as minimalist right, at one point? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, 
I feel like where I'm at right now with our house, like just because we've been, we're both so busy, Kurt and I, with work, and we got it to a point where we could live in it and then, you know, have the necessities there. But I was like, when are we going to get to that storage unit so I can get all that furniture out in those things I've been collecting forever mm-hmm. to fill this space? You know, right now I feel like definitely way more minimalist than I ever have been. Um, but it's coming. Yeah. And I don't feel like it, it, I feel like it's hard to go away. I feel like when you're, you know, a collector or you like antique and vintage things, you're, you're constantly pull, being pulled to have that mm-hmm. stuff or want that stuff around you. Um, so I think it, like, once you, once you're kind of there, it's hard to step away from, I would, I would feel like Jen, like kind of cold. like, I want the face. I want the cozy. I want the blankets and the pillows and the side tables and the lamps and the greenery and the flat. I, I want all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good point, um, in multiple ways. Um, because I think that. People who are into furniture refinishing, whether you're doing it as a hobby or whether you're doing it as a business, you're constantly going in and out of thrift stores, estate sales, looking for antiques, looking for pieces to refinish. I would think it'd be really hard to be a minimalist and love, unless you're able to separate your career from your home. But I think so much of who we are is what plays a role in how we function in our businesses and hobbies too. So that, that yeah. makes total sense. Um, yeah. Cause I see a lot of accounts that are, you know, they're collected homes too, but like they're not actually the ones picking and getting the things they're buying them, you know, knowing this is exactly what I want. And it's, that's where I feel like you could be kind of like a minimalist in like a collector, like refin- if you're a refinisher, I feel like there's no way because you just like all the things. <laughs> and I could be wrong. Um, like there are definitely people that just go out and seek that one item out from a collector or someone that does already buy all that stuff because they know they want that specific one table, you know, whereas I feel like we're always wanting, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. Do you guys see with respect to, we're kind of hopping back and forth, obviously from home home design to furniture which again, it all plays a part together. Do you guys feel like MCM, which was really, really popular, do you feel like that's still in demand or do you feel like you see that that trend tapering off a little bit? I think it's definitely still in demand. I think it's, it is it is one of those styles and furniture that because it is so classic and timeless, it's just always going to be here. I think the rise of it, you know, a few years ago was, I think that was kind of surprising to people, which even me, when it, when I first started doing furniture eight years ago, you know, everything was vintage and, and antique. And I remember seeing MCM furniture and being like, I don't like that. Nobody's going to buy that. So when it, when it started making its rise, I wasn't sure about it. But now that it's here, I'm like, I can't believe I ever didn't like this. You know, it's, I, I think it's just classic and, and timeless. Yeah, I think the same as Jen. Like it, it's still here. I think it's you know one of those things that when you love mid-century modern, like that is what you love and that is what you go for. There's not usually a lot of. I feel like the young, uh, like I know my sister loves mid-century modern, but like the young, new twenty-something-year-old generation are really liking that you know style again. Like that's coming back to to the younger generation. I definitely know there's a there's a couple of places around here where I'm from and they specialize in restoring and buying and reselling um trading mid-century and their business is going to again the east and the west coast more than it is, you know, in the Midwest, but it's definitely still around for sure. Yeah. Do you guys um I think this is such a cool question because uh of who you guys are and uh, and especially in social media and people look up to you guys do you guys ever stress about these things, about the fluctuation of design trends and new trends coming? Does it stress either of you at all? Not anymore. Um, and I think part of that for me personally is, has just come with age. Um, I just, that's something that I won't worry about anymore. Um, when I first started the furniture or when I was trying to grow, yes, probably because I would see other people doing th- doing these things that you know either 
I wasn't interested in doing, but felt like maybe I had to, or um, doing things that I was like, I can't do that. I don't have the right tools. I don't have the right skills. Um, so I would stress out about that um, back then. But I think once I got to the point where I was like, you know, this is this is me. This is what I do. This is what I want to do. Um, then I was like, now I can just enjoy watching everybody else do that stuff instead of stress about trying to make myself do it. And I get this question from followers quite often. Um, um, it, you know, is distressed furniture still in style? Is chippy furniture still in style? And I mean, my answer is, it, I guess it depends on your market. Um, and just like I said earlier, if you love it, it doesn't, it will never go out of style. And I'll tell you, I don't have any problem selling distressed or chippy furniture in my area. So I I think you do have to know your market and know where you're at and what works and doesn't work for you. But as far as getting stressed out about the trends, I would hope that people don't stress about it too much. Honestly, it seems so, that, that seems like something that you really shouldn't spend too much time or energy on worrying about. Yeah. It's, it's just futile. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think like when you find your customer base, like that's you, you attract that's, you know, you're doing that style. You're attracting that customer base. You have your customer base. So I like Jen too. When you're first starting, you want to try all the things and not just because they're trendy, maybe try them because you want to see what's mm-hmm. going to sell in your area and what, um, people are liking, but I think as we get older and mature, like that stuff doesn't bother us anymore. Like Jen said, you 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 you're like, no, like this is, I'm doing this for for me, you know, and this is what's working here. And just because somebody else is doing it, I don't feel the need to have to do that. Whereas when I was younger, yeah, like you wanted to, you know, try to be like, oh, I can do that too. Like, and then you find out sometimes the hard way that it doesn't yeah. work in your area or it didn't work for your business, you know. And if you could. If you could just avoid that, deep. right? When you're young, yeah. <laughs> skip, skip well, over I that. Now, what I, I knew then, what that's I know right. now. Yeah. Well, that's. I think it's important for our listeners and uh, viewers to to see and hear that because I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there that are stressing. Maybe it's because they are young, or maybe it's because they're new to the business and they're trying to figure out what style do I carve as my niche. And so it sounds like that's just going to happen through trial and error too. But the biggest thing. Yeah. And you want to do your style because you, that's what you like. And once you figure that out, you're going to attract that right. clientele. So don't force yourself to do something that seems like everybody else is doing because you you're not going to love it. You know, you're going to feel like, oh, this is a chore and not, this is great. Like I love my job. Yeah. I love what I do. So stick with what you like and then everything else will you know, come along with yeah. it. Well, this is one of those discussions that could likely go on for hours because I'm not sure there's really one right answer in general. Uh, it's more like what you guys have provided here, and that is guidance and general navigation. And um, I think that, you know, one of the things I thought of when you guys were talking, when I asked that question is now it's like you can breathe. Then when you can breathe, it's like you're relaxed. And as Katie just yep. said, you you can enjoy it. And that's the most important part because if you're doing work that people, that you're not enjoying, it's probably going to be seen in your work and it's yeah. just, you're going to be so stressed, which leads to sickness often. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's really uh, important and great advice. Uh, Katie and Jen, we so appreciate you guys. You both have been faithful to the refinishing community and going out of your way to promote the industry and the people in it. It's been a lot of fun uh, for our first video podcast with you guys, and we look forward to having you both back on really soon. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, us. This has been fun. Always fun. Good deal. The Zebra Review category theme for October is Benches. Our featured judge is Lawrence Ficino with Portland Road Living. If you have refinished a bench from January 1st through October 31st of 2023, simply use the hashtag ZebraBenches. 
Lauren will pick her five favorites, then the remaining judges, Jen with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture, Katie Cloud with Katie Company and Home, and our new judges, Jen and Amanda with the Vintage Sisters, will vote out of Lauren's selections to choose the three winners. This month's prize sponsors are Mud Paint, D. Lawless Hardware, Surf Prep Sanding, and Zebra Painting. And welcome, Jen and Amanda, to the Zebra Review. So nice to have you on the judging panel. Thanks for joining us. We are grateful for each of you. All links to artists will be in this week's show notes. We can't tell you how encouraged we are when we hear from you or when we read your reviews on one of the podcast directories. Speaking of podcast directory reviews, would you consider leaving one on your favorite directory if you haven't already? This helps tremendously in our ability to reach more people as well. It is a big boost to our ranking. As a thank you for leaving a review... We would like to send you a small gift. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me, laneball at enjoyzebra.com. Put podcast review in the subject heading and include your full name and mailing address. 